Amen. Psalm 30. And uh, I've done all the verses except for one. And that is verse 12. That's where I'll conclude today. I'll read it in context so that those of you who haven't been here for the series will understand what I'm talking about. And I want to read from verse 10, but I'm going to deal with verse 12 today. Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosened my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. That my soul may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. I will give thanks to you forever. Amen. I will give thanks to you forever. I want to talk about this morning, amen, when God restores you, part two. When God restores you, part two. Amen. 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 We've been in this series entitled, don't let favor change you. Thank you, ushers. And we have been through five sermons about keeping our perspective when it comes to favor. David had been through um, the highs of life and in the prosperity of life he lost perspective where we are in the passage now in, in, the, in, this, in this book we're at verse 12 and David is now being restored back to God restoration can be one of the most liberating experiences that you'll ever have in your life. If you've never fallen before, keep living. You'll find out that one of the greatest things about restoration is the comeback. Many people who have experienced it have went on to do great things for God. Take Peter. After Peter was restored... After he had denied Christ three times, amen, he came back to do great things for God. I'm talking to somebody here today. I want to say to somebody here today, amen, it doesn't matter how far you may have fallen from the Lord. When God brings you back, he brings you back. We must understand that he wants us to live in a place of despair. He wants us to believe that God is impossible to come back, amen, from a fall. 
He wants us to believe that we're stuck. He wants us to believe that no matter how many times, we got to remember this, no matter how many times you've messed up, amen, you got to remember this, that God will restore us, amen. And he, watch this, and what we must do is break the this, this cycle of unmeanless or meanless repentance. I wish I had somebody. You see, there's nothing wrong with us being who we are, but here's the thing. At the end of the day, when you've fallen away from the Lord and when you have found yourself shipwrecked in your faith, you and I must remember that the enemy wants you to remain where you are. He wants you to remain silent. He wants you to remain stagnant. He wants you to remain in a place, amen, uh, and to get to a place where you feel like you are at a point of no return. But I want to liberate somebody today. I want to tell somebody this morning that it doesn't matter how far you've fallen from God. When God restores you, come on somebody, you will experience, watch this, a greater life on the, in the second half than you did at first. Do I have anybody? You see, David was no longer living to please himself with prosperity and pride and because his perspective had changed. And I want to say to somebody here this morning, I want to say to you that when your perspective changes about life, when your perspective changes about God, you'll realize that he loves you. Do I have anybody? David had gotten sick to the point of death. I told you in the text, he, he, he cried out to God and he even made promises to God. He says, God, will the dust cry out in my place? Will the, will, will the dust cry out? What profit is there if I go down to the pit? Amen. Will the dust praise you? Now, let me say this to you. David had something in mind. David had something in mind that you and I must think about for a minute. David understood that if he was going to live this life, he had to live a life of praise. And I want to say to somebody here this morning, it's possible that the reason why you may feel the way you do and look the way you do, because you're, you have an absence of praise. There's no praise in your life anymore. Whenever you can't praise God like you used to praise God, there is a problem going on on the inside of you. Whenever you can't lift your hands to God, whenever you can't say hallelujah, whenever you feel down and depressed and, and you feel like, man, I feel stagnated, I'm stifled in this place, I want to tell you something, saints, that means that you, have, you are absent of praise. Praise is how you get through. Come on, somebody. Praise is how you get through the toughest days of your life. Praise is how you pull yourself up out of the pit of life. You and I got to learn how to lift our hands to God and say hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Lord you've been so good to me. I don't feel it right now but I know somewhere deep down on the inside of me something is going to come out. Listen, you and I got something to be glad about. Does anybody here this morning got something to be happy about? I, oh, let me just say this. Do you have anything to praise God for this morning? 
has God ever done anything for you? And I'm talking about not, not what he just did. I'm talking about what he's been doing for you. David is at a place, y'all. And he's in this place of despair, but David was restored. So the question is, amen, and I talk, we're talking about when God restores you. Last week I told you, the week before I told you, when God restores you, number one, you will experience a life change. Number two, you will no longer feel sorry for yourself. Come on, somebody. Number three, you will not look the same. Sometimes, saints, I look across the, the congregation, amen, I look and I see some people who are going through some painful seasons of their lives. But I want to tell you something, in spite of their pain, they can find joy in the midst of worship. They can find joy in the midst of what they're going through. And I want to encourage somebody here this morning to let you know that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That no matter what it looks like right now, God can pull you up out of the pit of life. Do I have anybody? When God restores you, I told you not only will you not look the same, but lastly I told you that you will get your joy back. Somebody here this morning, it's time for you to start praising God. It's time for you to start having joy in the midst of your pain. You ought to have joy because listen, weeping may endure for a night, but the same Psalm David said, but joy comes in the morning. David understood something. But as we get to the last verse, let's look at it, verse 12. As we get to the last verse, we see in verse 12, David again is talking to God. Look at it with me. He says, verse 12, he says, that my soul, right there. Now, if you read it in the King James, it says that my glory now, I want to share something with you. If you want to learn about how to come back after you've been disconnected, look at David. If you want to know how to live a life, amen, after a fall, look at David. David understood something about this life. And now here's what happens to a lot of people. They come and they get a word, but they don't continue in the word. And they don't continue to praise him. They praise him on Sunday, but they're sad Monday through Saturday. Do I have somebody? But David said, he said in verse 11, he said, you've turned my mourning into dancing. You have loosened my sackcloth and girded me with what? Gladness. He says that my soul. Now this word soul has to do with the inner man. The inner person. Amen. It, it, it literally means this word soul means the glory that belongs to man. Watch this. What he's saying is that from my glory that I get from you. Now the word glory there means your strength. Your heart. Watch this. The blessings and prosperity that comes from a restored life. So what David is saying, he 
he's saying literally from my soul watch this the glory that you put on me God I want to use that glory and I'm going to give it back to you so here's my first point when God restores you watch this when God restores us we will what we'll give him glory through our what living Somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. God didn't restore you for you to get the big head. God didn't restore you so that you could start living independently of him. God restored you so that through the glory that he rests upon you, you'd give it back to him. Turn to them and say, you got to give it back to him. Amen. If you don't put your heart and your soul into your walk after your restoration, come on somebody, watch this, you'll slip right back into the place where God just pulled you out of. And I've seen people repeat the cycle over and over again because after they get glory, watch this, they keep it for themselves. They benefit, but God gets none of it. Oh, I wish I had somebody. David is now living for God. After you've been restored, saints, you got to stop talking about when you're going to show up and you got to start doing it. You show up for work, don't you? Uh-oh, uh-oh, I just said. You, you, you made promises to God. You, you said to God, God, if you get me through, I live for you. Watch this. You said with your own mouth, God, if you do this for me, and God did it for you, but now he gets nothing from you. Do I have anybody? Watch the next part of the verse. Watch the next part of the verse. He says that my soul may sing to you. Now, I'm trying to figure out David said, I'm going to sing, but it's going to come from my soul. But not only will it come from my soul, but when you restore me, not will I only will we give him glory through our living, but it's a no-brainer. The next thing we'll do is we'll give him, second point, we'll give him praise. That's why I was trying to talk to you about praise earlier. I was trying to prepare you for this. And can I ask a question this morning? Do I have any restored people in this house? <laughs> Do I have anybody who is messed up and God has shown you mercy and grace? Do I have anybody in here who can testify? Amen. But, but watch this though. The natural response the restoration is praise. Listen, what can you give to God for all, come on somebody, that he has done for you? Do I have anybody? This is what happens to some of us. We get out of our mess, but we want more. We want more of his blessings, 
but we won't return any praise. The word for praise here is where we get that Hebrew word Haleah is different from the word yada. The word Haleah is where we get the word hallelujah. And let me say this to you. You may not be able to outgive God, but the one thing that you can do if you have no money today, you can give him some high praise. Does he deserve praise this morning? Does he deserve glory this morning? Listen, I don't know about you, but I know if I'm in the company of some restored people. Because restored people know exactly what I'm talking about. They know how to open their mouth. They know how to lift their hands. They know how to stop their feet. They know how to say, Lord, thank you for what you have done. May I say this to you? Praise becomes a way of life after you've been restored. Listen to this. Listen to this. Praise is practicing in his presence. I'm going to say it one more time. Praise is practicing in his presence for all of the things that he has done for you. So after we've been restored, we will give him not only glory through our living, but we'll give him praise. You will never miss an opportunity to give him praise. Praise shows your gratefulness, your gratitude. Come on, somebody. And how, watch this, and how you feel about what God has done for you. Can we play the game again? Do you remember when? Come on, somebody. Do you remember when? Do you remember when you were struggling? Do you remember how far you were from the distant shore? Do you remember, amen, when you were beating people up and beating the clothes out of them? And do you remember, I wish I had somebody, now, now you're sitting in church all cute and you are Christian and you're holy and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost and now all of a sudden you want to be cute in God's presence. You ought to lift your hands. You ought to stop your feet you ought to say God I give you praise for what you see today is not what I used to be but thanks be to God that he's been good oh I feel my help coming you see we get cute and we get quiet Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I'm going to say it one more time. We get cute and we get conservative and we get quiet on God. But let me tell you something. Last time I checked, amen, he's been good to me. He's been better to me than I've been to myself. And I got a reason to praise it. I'm not just pumping you this morning. I'm talking about I got a reason to praise. I got a reason to glorify him. When I think back four years ago, when the doctor 
Jesus said, man, I don't know what I could do for your husband. I'm only going to give him a 50% chance to live. I make no promises to you. He is gone, but God saw fit to restore me. And I want to tell somebody here, I wasn't going to the pit just yet. The devil wanted to shut me up, but you ought to become a praise weapon for God. You ought to become a praise weapon for God. You ought to praise him when you don't feel like it. Praise him when you're down. Praise is like allergy to the devil. When you praise him, he got to go, y'all. The devil can't stand your praise, and so can't your enemies. Amen. Folk around you who smile in your face because you, listen, you ever notice that when you're down, they're always around? You ever notice that those are the people who want to listen to your mess, but when you get back up top, they don't want to hear nothing from them. They only want to talk to you, but you ought to praise your way in the midst of them. Say, Lord, thank you. Hallelujah to his holy name. I love David's attitude, y'all. David's attitude is, God, I wasn't ready to die, but I'm ready to live a life of praise, y'all. Listen, I'm tired of walking around with my head hung low because things are not going the way I thought it should go. Come on, somebody. Amen. The devil thought he had me, but guess what? Jesus stepped in. Do I have somebody? Watch the text. Watch the text. Watch the text. He says that I may sing praise to you. Watch this. You, you know what that word, let me tell you what the other, the other word, the other word, the other word for the word praise, literally it means to throw something, to cast something. Oh, I wish I had somebody. It literally means to throw your hands up. <laughs> oh, man. I wish somebody was feeling me today. Listen, it literally means to throw your Come on, come on, watch this. We, we, we throw our hands up in frustration. We throw our hands up and say, I quit. We throw our hands up and say, I'm done with this. But can you throw your hands up today and tell the Lord, Tata? You got to make it a lifestyle. After God restores you, you got to give him praise, y'all. Watch the next part of the verse. This is the part I like right here. Don't you try to shut me up. Look what he said. Look what he said. He says that I may sing praises to you and not be silent. David is determined. Watch this, watch this, watch this. What we do, y'all, we let people silence us. You're happy, right? But they want you down. You, you praising God, they don't even understand your praise. Right? So David said, he said, he said, not only will we give him praise, right? But the next thing is number three, and I got one more point, we can go home. Give me a third point. Come on, come on, come on. What you doing? Number three. We will give him glory. Listen, start telling your story. 
The devil wants you to wait till, oh, I, 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 I just, listen, if God just delivered you, tell your story. Listen, listen, if he, listen, you know what? I, I promise you, I was going to save this for tonight. I was going to save this announcement for tonight. <laughs> Friday, I got a call from my doctor. I've been diabetic for two years. That's tough stuff, man. Telling your eyes are dim. Your foot is numb every time. You understand what I'm saying? This is, this is some crazy stuff. You, you, you're taking all these pills and your mind is getting all messed up and all kinds of stuff. But I made a decision. I made a declaration. I ain't going to die. And I started to do something about it. So I'm, ch- I ch- I'm changing my eat. That's when my pants falling down. My, you know, I, I, I'm changing my lifestyle. Doctor called me on Friday and said, you're no longer diabetic. I wish I had somebody. I wish I had somebody. But here's what's going through my mind. Man, can I really do it without these pills? Man, I, I, I think I still need to take them. See, I'm going to tell my story now. And I'm not going to be quiet. That God does heal. That, that, that you got to participate in your healing. That, that I'm going to tell my story that I was a wretch undone. That, that listen, that listen, I, was, I couldn't be trusted. I was far away from God, but God saved my soul. Listen, don't you be ashamed of your story because God's going to get the glory from your story. Every time you tell your story, somebody's going to want to do better. Somebody's going to want to do better than where they are right now. Why? Because God did it for you. And if he did it for you, he can do it for me. David said, I will not be silent. That word means to stand still. Somebody here this morning, you got to get off the sideline, baby, and you got to start moving. It's time for you to move to another level. It's time for you to move to another dimension, but you're stuck there because, like I was thinking, I'm free, but I'm still dependent. Come on, somebody. But I'm not going to believe those lies. I hadn't taken them pills in two days and I feel good. Come on, somebody. I feel real good. I checked my numbers this morning. They're they're right where they need to be. The devil thought he had me, but I'm going to testify that God can heal, that God can deliver, that God can set free. Start telling your story. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, your story is important. Tell somebody about what God has done for you. How else would they know about God? He delivered you from crack. He delivered you from drugs. He delivered you from alcohol. He delivered you from the streets. He delivered you from all sorts of things. But I want to tell you something. You got to tell somebody. Don't hold it to yourself. Don't hold on to such a precious testimony. David says, listen, listen. David is saying, I can't keep quiet, y'all. And guess what? You can't stop me. Listen, I know I was wrong before God, but my story gives you glory. Tell about how you messed up. Tell about how far you was. Tell about how now you're back on the right track. Stop staying on that street thinking you can't be the Delivered, that you can't be set free. Come back to God. 
I wish I had somebody. Listen, listen. We, listen, that doesn't matter how far you drift off. He'll always take you back. But you got to tell somebody. Somebody needs to know that it's possible to give up crack cocaine. Somebody needs to know it's possible that you cannot be negative all your life. Somebody needs to know that you can have a changed mind and attitude because God did it for me. Tell your story. Listen, listen, but you got to know who to tell your story to. David said, I'm going to praise you and listen, you can't shut me up. Try if you want to. Some of us hadn't been through anything. Because if we had been through something, oh no, I'm sorry, we've been through something. But guess what? We don't recognize who brought us out. See, we thought it was us. It was my power. It was my ability. It was me. But I double dare you to give everything to God and trust him and see what really happens. Amen. Try him. Tell your story. Amen. Tell your story. Can I ask you something? Does your praise match up with what you've been through? Write that down. Put a question mark and say, put it on Facebook while you're at it. Look what he says next. He says, he says, Lord, Lord, my God. Now, this is something I want you to look at. He says, oh, Lord, my God. You notice the language that David is using? He says, praise. He says, I'm not going to be silent. You can't stop me. He says, but I will give thanks to who? To who? To you. So not only must we, what's the first point? Give him glory through our living. Not only must we give him praise. Not only must we give him glory by telling our story. But the next thing we got to do is we give him thanks. How do you thank God? Thank you, God. Choir was up here singing. Folk like this. They're like waving to people. I'm just asking a question, right? How do you give thanks? Praise is how you give thanks. There's a praise on the inside. Praise is how you give thanks. Thanks. Oh, I just felt my help right there. I'm going to say it one more time. How do we give thanks, Reverend? Through praise. We give thanks through what? Y'all ain't getting it. Let me see. Let me see if I can do it one more time. We give thanks through praise. Do I have anybody here today? Y'all won't make me do it, huh? Y'all clapping at God? I'm talking about giving him thanks through your... Is that how you praise? Or you need some music to praise? Okay, you need music to praise? Well, here's the thing. You haven't really been through nothing. Because I don't need music from where I came from. From where I came from, I 
can praise him by my because boy if you only understand what I've been and where I've been nobody has to pump me nobody has to prime me because my praise shows how thankful I am I'm say it one more time. My praise shows me or shows God how thankful I am. Do I have anybody going to praise him? Y'all going to make me do it, huh? Do I have anybody? We ain't got no music. Do, do I have anybody who can praise him? Do I have anybody who is thankful this morning? I know the seat is comfortable. I know it's hot. Listen, listen. Do I have anybody who can tell me that you're thankful? Look at the house you live in. Look at the car you drive. Look at your bank account. Look at where the Lord has brought you from. You got a reason this morning to praise him. Come on. Let's see how thankful we are. Let's see how thankful we are. Praise. 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 Praise him. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you. You've been so good to me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I think back over my life and where you brought me from, Lord, thank you. I'm like David. You can't shut me up. I'm not going to be silent on God. Hallelujah to his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You've been so good. You've been better to me than I've been to myself. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Thank you, Lord. When the devil thought he was going to kill me, you heal my body, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When the devil tried to stance me, thank you, Lord. Yeah, we got something to be thankful for. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I give thanks to you. Lord, I give thanks to you, Lord. Lord, I give thanks to you, Lord. Come on, you ought to open your mouth and say thank you. Come on, you can say it. Thank you. Come on, thank you. Thank you. Come on, try it one more time. Thank you. Woo. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Woo. Thank you. Through my praise, I'm not coming to church no more. And I know I'm not coming to church and sit down no more. Now I know how to give God thanks. When I'm driving to work Monday morning, and it just hits me that I got a car to drive, that I got a job to go to, 
I can start praising him. And folk looking at you like, what's wrong with them? If you only knew what I've been through, then you would be praising too. Come on, somebody. That's right. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right mind. Right mind. Right mind. Sister was just in the hospital the other day. She's here now lifting her hands and praising him. Come on, somebody. praise him for. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Woo! He says, I will give thanks to you, but the last word in that verse blows my mind. He says, forever. Don't just do it today. Don't stop today, y'all. Don't stop today. Don't stop today. Don't stop today. That's just a fix. He says, forever. You know what the Hebrew word for that is? Forever. <laughs> I looked it up. I said, they didn't even have it. The dictionary didn't even have a word for it. The Hebrew dictionary just said forever. <laughs> I said, so that's the Hebrew word for forever. Forever. You know what the last point is? What's the last point? We will be grateful to him. Oh, man. Some of us are not even sure we're going to be in this church next year. Why? Because we don't have a forever commitment to God. We let our problems... We let our, our work situations, we let all kinds of stuff happen. But we make these blank promises to him. That's why we're not an emotional church. I never try to move you on emotion. I always want you to move on the facts, but I'm presenting the facts. From one verse, he says, forever. And you know what David went on and did? You know what he went on and did after that? He served God for the rest of his life. He even danced out his clothes. <laughs> because he made a promise to God. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to be grateful. Not just this week. Man. Man. You ever been in a place where you're like, you're uncertain about the next day? Every month. And you're trying to figure it out. And you're like man. Man Lord. 
and you have no one to turn to, but rent is due, car note is due, bills are due, right? And you have nothing and no one to turn to, but you turn to God, then all of a sudden, he just makes a way. David said this, and this is why I'm bringing it up. I'm not ready to die. Are you? So let me ask you something. If you're not ready to die, then will you praise him? What are you living for now? Why are you here? And listen to what I said last sermon. What will you be remembered for? You got to praise, y'all. And we got to praise him like we've never praised him before. When God restores you, you're restored. When God restores you, you'll be grateful forever. You see, when, when you're grateful, nobody has to tell you. You know, the refinishing of antique furniture is an awesome process. Strong chemicals we use to strip it down. Then they sandpaper, uh, you know, they take the sandpaper machine and they sand it down, exposing all of its crooks, nooks, and crannies that need to be repaired. The sanding continues until the surface is even. Then it is painted over and over until it's smooth. Refinishing the surface, it, it, is, it, it, it becomes glossy. It looks good again, right? You ever seen that process? Well, here's the thing. God will strip you down. He will sand you down. Come on, somebody. He sands us down until every scratch, every nook, every crack, everything about you is exposed. See, this part is painful. But I want to tell you something. He strips you down to put you back together again. To restore you. To make you look good again. And what you got to do, saints, you got to make praise a lifestyle. You got to make the promises to God that you make to God, you got to keep it. As I close today, I just want to encourage you This way, your identity in Christ begins to reveal itself when you find that you can't live without him. Don't let this be something that you just do. Let it be a lifestyle. Make the promise to God. Lord, I'm going to praise you forever.